Hey. Hey, did that work? Hey. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yep. Okay. I can hear you. I put on some crappy headphones. So. So I have about 20 minutes. Okay. We should be able to. Yes, that. we should be able to knock it out. Yeah. So yeah, we already did the kid thing for serendipity. Yeah. So we can't use Julian for serendipity. No, I know. And he's in the sh- he's in the bathroom. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> you yeah. just locked him in the bathroom for twenty yeah, I minutes. Did, actually. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so uh, should we begin? Yeah. 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 Let's start. So what? This is serendipity. Yeah. This is serendipity. From Sweden and from New York at the same time. So we have winners. Yeah, for the very, 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 very short, 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 short contest. And it's been people from around the world who's been applying. We did, yeah. yeah. We had like about 100 entries from India and Italy and the UK. Uh, nothing from Sweden, though. I know. Martin. Such an embarrassment. Sorry. sorry. It is. It is. So, yeah. So we had more than 100 entries from around the world. And we wanted to play for you the um, 10 finalists. I also had a chance to talk to the people who made the piece. Here we go. You're recording. Wonderful. Hello, David. Hello, Anne. Nice to hear from you. So, are you ready for a very, very short, short interview? Yes. In a one-word answer, yes. (laughs) All right, what's your name? David Garland. What was the name of your very, very short, short story? Bitterly Cold. I understand that there is a bit of a personal connection between you and the piece and some of, one of the voices that's in there. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> very personal in that one of the voices is mine, but otherwise um, I included the, the voice of my grandmother. During the night, we had several inches of snow again and very cold atmosphere. My English grandmother, my maternal grandmother, um, from a cassette letter that she sent my father in 1982. More ice? Sorry. Is there any more ice? Sorry. All gone. I mean, really, all of it gone. The fridge, the freezer, they can't work in this heat. There's nothing we can do now. I'm going to turn the person on. It helps. Again? It helps. Oh, goodness, she still works. Well, not really. She won't do the cleaning anymore. Or the cooking. Those circuits sort of melted, I guess. But she still speaks. It became very, very cold. And during the night... We had several inches of snow again, and very cold atmosphere. And from then onwards, we've had nothing but cold and absolutely freezing temperatures. It doesn't help. I don't know. I think I feel a little cooler. I guess it doesn't matter if things are clean anymore. If we had food, it'd probably fry itself. 
The insects love this heat. I think our person likes it when we listen. I think we owe it to her with everything she did for us. It's been uh, snow and then frozen on top and then more snow again, you see, building up like that. Do one thing for a person she thinks she owes you. <laughs> do everything for a person she thinks you owe her. We do owe her a lot. These days, I don't think I could dream without her help. Last night, we were 11 degrees below zero. New York has had a snowfall of four feet, which seems incredible to us. And Chicago even is having more snow than in living memory. Sweden also is having one of the coldest winters in memory. So really the world has become so cold that I doubt whether we shall expect a thaw for quite a time. And in our second snowstorm, the winds have been quite gentle, bitterly cold, but gentle. Oh, a gentle, cold wind. Can you imagine? Make her say that part again. Bitterly cold but gentle, bitterly cold, but gentle, bitterly cold, but gentle. What do you think Grammy would think of this piece? (laughs) Uh, She might be a little taken aback, but uh, she was an actor herself and and sang on the stage. And um, so uh, she'd be quite familiar with the, the whole idea. Of, of playing a part. What is, I'm trying to remember. I didn't get a chance to look into the Pro Tools session. Who is next? I want to hear the next one. Yeah, do we know who is next, though? It's the staging area by Jason, Jason. Gotts. Jason Gotts. Yeah, but right. we, he introduces himself. Okay. Yeah. By Jason Gotts. Yeah, but he's going to say that, like, right now. Who is this? Who am I talking to? Oh, uh, Jason Gotts. Oh, sorry. Jason Gotts. Right. You know what? Let's start that again. Do you mind? Do you mind? Like, no, for, no, no. Okay. I mean, I'm editing the hell out of this, so. Who is this? Who am I talking to? So, yeah, this is Jason Gotts. All right. So why am I talking to you? What'd you make? You are talking to me because I made a short kind of dark comedy mystery called The Staging Area. So if you were going to give a very, very, very short, short description of it, maybe even in haiku form, could you do that? Yeah, if I were to spontaneously make up a haiku right now that represented my um, story, I would say, I would call it Marvel Kitty Contest, and it would go, revenge is a dish, unlike haggis, for instance, best served warm and fluffy. All right. Well, uh, thanks for your submission, and now let's go ahead and listen to it. Okay, thanks so much, Anne. For as long as Maggie could remember, the Marvel Kitty Contest had been her favorite event of the year. Startlingly well-trained kittens from around the globe paraded down Cindy Lane single file, serenaded by bagpipers from the haggis clubs that dotted the surrounding countryside. On every other day of the year, the clubs were at each other's throats about the perfect ratio of oats to onions or how much pepper to use, but the Marvel Kitty Contest was no place for petty squabbles. Spacious, 
gracious, and prominently placed at the head of Cindy Lane, Maggie's home was always the staging area. Two hours before the parade, the kittens would be brought in, brushed down with mink oil, and given a welcome bowl of cream each in the fine china Maggie had received the day she married that bastard Brock. Sir? Yes? What is your relationship to the deceased exactly, sir? To Brock? No, sir. To Miss Edgerton. Right, of course. I am, I was, Maggie's companion. And where were you on the morning in question? Well, normally I would have been helping with the kitten intake, but I was occupied upstairs with a backlog of knife sharpening for the haggis clubs. They're obsessive about keeping a keen edge on their cleavers, so that's become a meaningful sideline for me. Anyway, normally there are no more than 50 kittens maximum in the parade. Well, by 10 a.m. I had counted at least 200 separate doorbell rings. Maggie insisted she could handle it. She was always so hard-headed, so unwilling to admit to the slightest vulnerability. Sir. The animals kept arriving. After 500 rings, I lost count. Enough is enough, I shouted, and dashed down the spiral staircase. But alas, I was too late. At the bottom, I stopped short, realizing to my horror that the floor was moving. The entire foyer was three or four kittens deep. And then I saw them. The tips of Maggie's yellow shoes poking out through the kittenish mass like cartoon mountains through the clouds. And then you waited eight hours to call 911. Of course. The parade must go on. With 600 kittens participating, it was the most glorious Marvel kitty contest in history. At the after party, out of respect for Maggie, the club served the haggis anonymously, without even the little toothpick flags with the club crests on them. You couldn't tell which was which, and they were all, in my opinion, equally delicious. Mr. Drubisher, you're under arrest for the murder of Miss Maggie Edgerton. What? You resented her role in the kitten parade. You coveted her gracious home for yourself. We found this receipt in the leaf pile out back. 3,000 kittens from Murray's Caddy Corner. It's your signature, all right. You drowned Miss Edgerton in kittens. Delicious, isn't it, officer? After three decades in which she drowned me in her unwanted romantic attentions, calling me houseboy, manumensis, all because my family was in debt to a rotten brother, a debt we could never hope to repay, I paid with my life, my youth. But you know what? I gave this town a Marvel Kitty contest to remember. Yeah, and you'll have plenty of time to remember it in the state penitentiary. Take him away, McGinty. Oh, wait a second, Julian's calling. Wait, wait, okay. wait, wait. Hey, Julian. That's Martin speaking Swedish. Ouch. Hey, Julian. Yeah, no, he's not. He's in the shower still. He's in the shower. Oh, This okay. is a child-free episode. Mm. No children allowed. Maybe not now. Yeah. Okay, so the next piece... Number three mm-hmm. is noir. Quickly, tell me your name. My name is Paying Ving. So what is it that you wanted the world to hear? I think with the the elections and the results of the election and just the environment that I'm currently in where everybody is sort of scared and unsure what's to happen, I wanted my story or my grandparents and my parents' story to be heard in a different way. What is their story? I think their story mirrors that of a lot of Hmong uh, immigrants that have come to the U.S. But I grew up with them just telling me, oh, we sort of crossed the Mekong River, there was a war, but never really in depth as to what they've experienced and whatnot. 
So my story was written off, not really their story, but just from emotions that they had when they were telling me their story. Look over here. Come on, look at it. <laughs> I used to think the sky was blue. The trees were green. The dirt was brown. And the crickets were noisy. But not anymore. It's a strange kind of justice. Now, I yearn for my green trees, my blue sky, and my brown dirt. I long for the annoying mating calls of the crickets. I saw rape and torture. I heard screams for mercy. I smelled the smoke in the distance. I tasted the iron of blood on my tongue. I sensed death in the air. I held my baby's body and waited for her to grow cold. They said I couldn't bring her with me, so I left her there underneath a pile of twigs. Mother Earth to take my baby and love her as her own. They say the grass is greener on the other side. It's not my fault they're that color. What are you even doing here? Privilege doesn't even exist. Don't you have a country to go back to? You're under white rule now. Oh my gosh, seriously, like... They are stealing our jobs. But why does it feel so lonely once I'm here? It's a strange kind of justice. So, no, wait, so Martin, I have a question for you. Yeah? How tall are you? 170 centimeters. Oh, what is that? <laughs> what's that? 170 <laughs> centimeters. What's, what's, what's the problem? <laughs> wait, hold on. I have to put that in. You know, we were supposed to go on the metric system when I was little, but we never did. They kept on telling us that that was going to happen, and it never happened. Yeah. I'm 162 centimeters. Congratulations. Yep. Yeah, you made it past three. 160. Mm-hmm. That's well done. Yeah. So, yeah. Next so piece. So short things, short things come in small packages. Next like, piece. Like next. this next piece. Yes. 
quickly, who are you? Uh, my name is Jackie Heltz, and I am responsible for the bizarre piece entitled Hashtag Blessed. All right, so if you had to give like a one-sentence description of it, how would you describe the piece? What do you think? Yeah, how would you describe the piece? I would say um, an excitable young hamster sets out to get blessed with unexpected results. All right, well, let's hear what happens to this little guy in this piece. today. In fact, this may be our most attended blessing to date. Wow. And there's so many of us. Mom? Oh, that's a big dog. And a tortoise and a, a donkey. And a, oh, what's that big wrinkly guy? She's squirming. Just hold This line is sure taking a long time. Come on. Hey! That llama got here way after us. She's cutting. Llamas never cut. Wait your turn. You're being an ass. Yeah. There's the fire. Be you, my lord. Through sister. Sorry. First blessing and all. Humble, precious, and I just. Praise be you, my lord. Through brother fire. I gotta get it. I gotta get up there. And Don't playful, think about and it. Robust, well, and here it goes! Mom! I told you not to let her go. Our sister, Where is she going? Who I'm gonna make it! I'm gonna make it! I'm gonna make it! Pumpkin! The animals kept arriving. There were just too many. <laughs> Are you gonna get my hamster out from under there? <laughs> it's it's in a better place, kid. All right, right up there by the nave, guys. Do what you gotta do. And for the final one... So this one is by... La Cosa Preciosa. Yes. And see if you can figure out her accent. Hello. Hi, Anne. Nice to hear from you. Hello. 
La cosa preziosa, did I get that right? Perfect, absolutely perfect. Should I or the listener? Well, do you know what it... Well, the listener too, but... Oh, she's Italian. Yes, but she has kind of a very lovely Irish lilt. Oh. Did you figure that out? No. And what did you make? The name of the piece is Blinking. Um, so... Give me your shortest description of it. Okay, um, so emigrant returns home and sees it and understands it as if for the first time. Level one, arrival. Doors opening. She blinks and her country appears. Yes. Her entire country. All at once. She arrives and she sees it whole. As if made out of patches of colour. Uncomplicated. Like a child's drawing. Mostly there is blue. A generous, boundless blue. Outlines drawing hills out of green and brown. And white is everywhere else, in a suffused halo of heat and light. And that's all. It's also more than she remembered. Why? Why now? Now that she's far. A stranger to it all. Like the trees in the distance. It's a strange kind of justice. The one your country serves you when you've abandoned it. She blinks again, sees it whole. Blinking to keep the image sharp. So hopefully this piece took you back a little bit? Yeah, it did. It did. And um, of course, it's not me. Yes. <laughs> well, it is, it is in a way. It's my voice. But yeah. um, it is me, but it's, it's, it's also someone else. And hopefully any other person that has ever gone through that feeling or has ever felt that, you know, um, living somewhere else and coming back to your home and feeling, you know, feeling those thoughts and thinking those thoughts. Um, but yeah, yeah, it did a bit. You know, I went through... Um, field recordings from from Italy that I had mm. that I had collected from different areas so that was a lot of fun and it's always nice to go back through stuff and memories through sound okay so Julian is kind of like like really messing around in the bathroom can we do the credits that's my son yes yes oh, let's okay. do the credits 
Well, uh, first off, we wanted to thank everybody who submitted to the Very, Very Short Short Stories contest. Uh, We're going to do another episode of um, the finalists. This was the first five. We'll do the next five on our next episode. And, uh, you know, I mean, the contest in a way, like if you want to keep making stuff and submitting it, I say go for it just because why not keep making stuff, right? Yeah. And if you don't, we'll we'll come after you. And please send us postcards. Oh, my God. We have yet to receive a postcard. Somebody please send us a postcard somewhere and we'll shut up about it. Yeah. Um, and uh, so next episode we'll play the five and then the, the next five and then we'll also announce the winner and Perfect. the winner will be featured on KCRW's Organist podcast yeah and Serendipity is a podcast an initiative of Sarah Lawrence College mm-hmm. and we're supported by KCRW's independent producer project and it's, be, it's being produced by me, Martin Johnson, and you. Anne Hepperman. Anne Hepperman. Wait, say my name again? How did you say it? I'm sorry, I have like a really horrible cold, like Anne Hepperman. Okay. Okay, that's gravelly. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I, I have to go now, so, uh, yeah. but... Uh, we, uh, I think that's it. Yeah. Right? Like, Good. go well to the done. Sarah Awards. Oh, and now we're open for our big Kahuna Prize, which the deadline for the early bird deadline is December 22nd. So check it out at thesarahawards.com. So you have a chance to win even um, more money, like $3,500 worth of prizes, and, like, come to New York Perfect. for our awesome ceremony. Yes. So I and think meet that's us. it. And, okay. And meet us. <laughs> yes. All right. Go grab okay. your, your son. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, talk to you. Bye.